make our beginning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of his Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Gospel appointed for this the day of St. Matthew, Apostle and Evangelist, is written in Matthew 9, beginning with the ninth verse. As Jesus passed from there, a man called, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous but sinners. So far the gospel. Please be seated. May grace, mercy, and peace be yours from God the Father and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The events recorded in our text take place in Jesus' second hometown, Capernaum in Galilee. It's the place where the gospel tells us he went after hearing of the arrest of John the Baptist. Capernaum is on the road that the prophet Isaiah describes as the way to the sea along the Jordan. It's the road from Damascus to Egypt at the northwest corner of the Lake of Galilee, where that road passed from the territory of Herod Philip to that of his brother Herod Antipas. It was also Peter's hometown and the place where Matthew, the tax collector, conducted business. Few people loved the tax collector. It was, after all, in his own personal interest to bully and to harass and to falsify. Even a mild and honest tax collector, which Matthew may well have been, was not acceptable to official Judaism. He did business with Gentiles, and he handled their money. He was legally impure and socially outcast. A Jewish rabbi would have to be very bold to invite him to join the inner circle of his disciples would be a gesture of defiance to the established order. And so it was that in Capernaum, Jesus, the rabbi, met Matthew, the tax collector, and Matthew's world was turned upside down. We shouldn't picture Matthew, whose Aramaic name, by the way, means gift of God, going door to door to collect taxes. He was more accurately a customs agent who sat at a toll booth, and he collected not only the tariffs of customs, but also road tolls. It was a very lucrative and desired position, but it was also a place of congestion, an impediment to free access, and Matthew was the agent of that impediment until Jesus showed up. As Jesus passed further on, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. He said to him, follow me, and he rose and followed him. Matthew got up from his registers and followed Taught by our Lord, who in the in previous days had spoken the Sermon on the Mount, he now took a lesson from the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, who never did a day's calculation in their lives. His master was now no longer Antipas, the shrewd fox, but one who, unlike the foxes, had no place to lay his head. This change destroyed all of Matthew's worldly prospects. Simon and Andrew might return to their nets and to the fishes waiting for them in the lake, but Matthew had thrown over a coveted business 
and could never recover it. And the fact is, he did it gladly and completely, as so many of you have, as indeed in many ways all of us have, even if we haven't had that coveted business as yet. Now, but now, Matthew the impediment becomes Matthew an agent of access, an agent, an apostle, an evangelist, who has answered not only the call to follow me, but also the charge to go and make disciples of all nations. Matthew probably didn't see that coming, but come it did. Reminds me of what Dr. Gibbs said on Tuesday from this pulpit. The gospel must spread. Once the gospel enters a person, the gospel spreads in their life, and spread it did in Matthew's life. In the very next scene, we hear of Jesus and his disciples reclining at table with people who previously thought they were to be excluded from the kingdom of God, many tax collectors and sinners, friends of Matthew, no doubt, people who could, whom he could now invite to come and dine with the king, the savior of the world. People whom the Pharisees despise. Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus himself answered that question. Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. And so the meal went on. But Matthew didn't stop with just that one invitation. Even though after the report of his call, Matthew's name essentially disappears from the New Testament except for the lists of the apostles, Matthew's new faith and new way of life continue to be in evidence. Eusebius reports that Matthew preached the gospel to the Jews in Palestine for perhaps 15 years following the crucifixion, but after that, the tradition really gets blurred. Ethiopia, Parthia, Macedonia are all mentioned as places of service for Matthew, even a ministry among the cannibals, and is generally, but not unanimously, affirmed that Matthew died a martyr's death. But as we all know, Matthew is best remembered for the gospel that bears his name. And it was in the writing of the gospel that Matthew's old trade entered a new service. The accountant became an evangelist. The ledger was replaced with a gospel. And the tax collector turned into a collector of people. Before he was called, Matthew sought to extract payment from people for access from place to place. But now in the gospel that bears his name, he freely calls all people into the kingdom of God. It's almost as if he's already read what St. Peter would later write to the Corinthians. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And that's what the word of the gospel does, doesn't it? It puts us to work. It helps us to see the world, this world of sinners of which we are part in new ways. It places us at table with the despised. It places us at table with one another, with fellow sinners. And it makes us listen to the Savior's words. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. When Jesus said, follow me, Matthew didn't know that his decision would lead him to the foot of the cross, to the open tomb, to the Mount of Ascension. But as it did, Matthew learned what we need to remember, that in spite of our sin, in spite of our separation from God, in spite of our impediment to the kingdom, Jesus has called us to himself. He has forgiven our sins, 
And he has given us his spirit so that we may know that we are forgiven. New life is ours. The physician has healed us. And he wants us now to call others to follow him. May God grant it for Jesus' sake. Amen.